The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with songs by Martha Tilton and the King's Men, and music by Billy Mills. The show opens with the National Emblem March. speak last night. He was asking for money. He said in part... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I heard an officer of the Red Cross speak last night. He was asking for money. He said in part that it was customary these days to press demands upon them will be great. But we are a great nation. So let's give till it hurts. Urgently and immediately. Now, for 130 million people, that's the price of a few cigars or a lipstick. The Red Cross is always ready to help in times of war and disaster. And from now on, the demands upon them will be great. But we are a great nation. So let's give till it hurts. Bitten but triumphant, we find that lumberjack. <laughs> the master of 79 Wistful Vista is not one to squander a buck and a quarter for a Christmas tree when he can drive out to the woods and chop down his own. No, sir. And here, driving up to the house, frost bitten but triumphant, we find that lumberjack who saves Jack on his lumber. them brakes fixed. Boy, am I cold. Well, come on, Christmas tree. Come to Papa. You got a new home. McGee, you're getting snow all over the hall. Why didn't you stamp your feet? Why should I stamp my feet? I ain't mad at anybody. Besides, they're so cold, I'm just walking from memory. Here, you poor lad. Let me take your coat. Shorty. And I says, yeah, I says, tossing my hatchet up in the air and catching it by the handle. <laughs> Try and get it, I says. You don't need this tree for last Christmas, I says. And he says, oh, did you actually fight for it, dearie? Oh, it didn't come down to actual brawl, no. One guy ups to me and says, that's my tree, Shorty. And I says, yeah, I says, tossing my hatchet up in the air and catching it by the handle. <laughs> get it, I says. You don't need this tree for last Christmas, I says. And he says, what do you mean last Christmas? Well, I says, sinister-like, advancing toward him with a nasty look, you lay a blade on that... So I just sneered and walked away. Double time. Ah, good for you, McGee. Did he go away then? No. 
started swinging his axe at me. <laughs> and just then I noticed that this tree, which was a little farther along and was even bigger and better. Oh, yeah. So I just sneered and walked away. Double time. Well, next spring when the snow melts, I'll get... Oh, my gosh. What's that? Oh, it's that window. Shut now, Molly. Just because... What took you so long to get it home? You know, you've been gone six hours. Well, I had a blowout on the way back and had to stop and buy a new second-hand tire. Oh. Cost me seven bucks. Oh. Where's the hatchet? I lost it in the snow. I know just where it is, and next spring when the snow melts, I'll get... Oh, my gosh. What's that? Oh, it's that window in the dining room. I opened it because it was so hot in here, and it won't stay open. No. Oh. Well, I'll fix it when I get time. By the way, what time is it? It's after four. Why? Where's your wristwatch? Well, I took it off to chop this tree down and forgot all about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> then when I went back to look for it, moth-eating shrubs they're selling downtown. When I want a tree, I want a tree, not a bouquet. A $2 hatchet and a $7 tie. $39 for a 98-cent Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, happy Yuletide. <laughs> well, I didn't want one of those measly little moth-eating shrubs they're selling downtown. When I want a tree, I want a tree, not a bouquet. Come in. Oh, hello, Mayor Latrivia. Uh, good day, Mrs. McGee. I say, McGee. Yes? About that job you wanted in the city hall. I'm still working on it, but I'll have to have a little information. Well, tell the nice mayor what he wants to know, dearie. Okay. Dig me, little detective force of Wistful Vista. I order you to make way there. Stand back, everybody. The oh, police... Uh, <clears throat> this wouldn't be a police job, McGee. Oh. But one of the elevator operators has just been drafted. Crowds of people all asking you questions. Can you ignore the whispers behind your back? Can you give orders in a loud tone of authority? Boy, can I. Listen to this, Triv. All right, folks. As captain of the detective force of Wistful Vista, I order you to make way there. Stand back, everybody. The oh, police... Uh, <clears throat> this wouldn't be a police job, McGee. Oh. But one of the elevator operators has just been drafted, and I've suggested you. <laughs> I'll let you know later. A good day. <laughs> Why, that small-minded, boat-grabbing baby... <laughs> Is it present sleeping its edge off under a snowdrift 18 miles north of town? Yeah, well, we got a saw, haven't we? Not a very good one. It's all bent. Who bent it? You did. Huh? After you saw that vaudeville act at the Bijou last... Uh... Get me a hatchet, will you? The hatchet, dear boy, according to your official communique... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is at present sleeping its edge off under a snowdrift 18 miles north of town. Yeah, well, we got a saw, haven't we? Not a very good one. It's all bent. Who bent it? You did. Huh? After you saw that vaudeville act at the Bijou last uh, October, you tried to play Pony Boy on it, remember? <laughs> Well, I guess it'll still work. Say, it's awful hot in here. Yes, it is. I'll open that dining room window again. Okay. The thermostat on the furnace is out of order, and I've got to get a Boy, am I tired. Ah, but what a tree. Why, this will give us enough kindling wood for all summer. Thing, Mert. Huh? Who? Your niece. Somebody grabbed her and kissed her during the... Our little ornaments are going to look awful silly on it. Yeah, I never thought of that. i better order a bigger assortment of ornaments. Now, hand me the phone, will you? Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me the wistful vista novelty and day. Oh, is that you, Mert? <laughs> How's every little thing, Mert? Huh? Who? Your niece. Somebody grabbed her and kissed her during the blackout. Oh, heavenly days, McGee. Does she know who it was? She'll recognize him when she sees him. He'll have <laughs> lipstick all over his face, neck, and shirt front. <laughs> From just one kiss? What do you mean, one kiss? That blackout lasted three hours. Tarzan. Who? 
I said Tarzan. Who? Oh, stop it, McGee. That's I not didn't say funny. anything. You says Tarzan. Who? Tarzan. Who are you shouting at? Who? 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 Hey, what the? McGee, it's an owl. He's in that tree. Huh? Look, up on the fourth branch. And trim out a hundred or so branches. Tarzan or somebody might be hiding in there. Who? Tarzan. Who? I said Tarzan. Who? Oh, stop it, McGee. That's I not didn't say funny. anything. You says Tarzan. Who? Tarzan. Who are you shouting at? Who? 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 Hey, what the? McGee, it's an owl. He's in that tree. Huh? Look, up on the fourth branch. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Shake the tree, Molly. Open the door and we'll shoo him out. Who? You! <laughs> Go on, get out of that, you big buzzard. Go on, scram. Take him harder, McGee. There he goes. Take him, Molly. Take him this way. Put out, put out, put out. <laughs> You won't even look at me, McGee. Well, owls don't see good in the daytime. Well, what do you expect me to do? Buy him some glasses? Hey, who? There he goes. Go on. Beat it. Scram. Woo-hoo. Well, thank goodness. Those things give me the creeps. <laughs> me too. Though I will say it was decent of him to back up my judgment. What are you talking about? Well, owls are wise birds, and we both picked out the same tree. <laughs> Don't you get it, Molly? I wanted to know if you could come out and play. Some of us kids are building a snow fort in that vacant lot up on the corner, having to pick a fun. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. We've got work to do, Mr. Oldtimer. I'm afraid you'll have to romp in the snow without No. <laughs> we buy our firewood on the hook, Mr. Oldtimer. What's on your mind besides that Daniel Boone cap, Oldtimer? Just wanted to know if you could come out and play. Some of us kids are building a snow fort in that vacant lot up on the corner. Having to pick a fun. No. <laughs> no, thank you. We've got work to do, Mr. Oldtimer. I'm afraid you'll have to romp in the snow without us. Oh, gee, kids, come on. <laughs> wanted to choose up sides and play yanks and japs. Only nobody wants to be a jap. <coughs> hey, what was that? Oh, it's just the dining room window, Mr. Oldtimer. It won't stay open. Hey? Who? Well, way I hear it. One feller says, tell a feller, say, <laughs> that's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I hear it. The way I hear it. Oh, it's just the dining room window, Mr. Oldtimer. It won't stay open. Hey? Who? Well, the way I hear it, one feller says, tell a feller, say... Thank your lucky stars and stripes. If you... Peaches from a beer garden. Well, says tell a feller, that's so when he starts foaming at the mouth, nobody will notice it. <laughs> Martha Tilton sings Thank Your Lucky Stars and Stripes. If you live right, you like the good old Yankee way, so say so. If you can sing and believe in anything, you can thank your team, you can thank your lucky stars and stripes. Team heat and ham and eggs and hay rides and cider kegs if you like the good old Yankee way, so say so. If you can sing and believe in anything, 
You can thank your lucky stars and stripes. If that's fun on Dollar Day, you can thank your lucky stars and stripes. If you can join and enjoy an artichoke bell, Thank your lucky stars and stripes. If you can join and enjoy an artichoke, you can thank your lucky stars and stripes. Cut down the old pine tree and they hold Well, yeah. listen, I'll try and be a little quieter. Uncle Dennis is upstairs taking a mistake. Do you have to sing with your sawing? No, I don't have to, but it helps. Hey, how's it look now, Molly? Beginning to shape up pretty good, eh? Yes, if you like that shape. <laughs> it's pretty lopsided. It is? Where? Oh, oh, yeah. Sure. Well, I can trim that side off a little more. It's a good thing I got a big tree to start with, you know it. Well, yeah. listen, I'll try and be a little quieter. Uncle Dennis is upstairs taking a nap. That guy's always taking a nap. Anybody I ever knew. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, I cut down the old pine tree, and I hauled it away in my car. McGee, uh, there's somebody at the door. Who? I don't know. Let me see. Now, now, let's not start on poor Uncle Dennis uh, again. He's a gentleman and a scholar. He ought to be a scholar. He's had more teachers than anybody I ever knew. Oh, well. oh, I cut down the old pine tree, and I hauled it away in my car. McGee, uh, there's somebody at the door. Who? I don't know. Let me see. Oh, it's Mrs. Uppington. Oh, not the Mrs. Uppington. The choicest crumb in our upper crust. Yeah. And wearing a hat that was made in a hurry by a cross-eyed milliner wearing boxing gloves. <laughs> Come in, Abigail, darling. Say that if I carried my handkerchief in my sleeve. <laughs> Say, I didn't know you were such a lover of the great open spaces, Abigail. Oh, my dear. I used to simply send all... I simply adore the scent of freshly cut lumber, really. It's so invigorating and so... So outdoorsy, you might say. <laughs> yeah, I'm... <laughs> I might say that if I carried my handkerchief in my sleeve. <laughs> know you were such a lover of the great open spaces, Abigail? Oh, my dear. I used to simply spend all my time at my hunting lodge in Maine. <laughs> Roughing it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ever hunt any, Moose? McGee. <laughs> Watch your commas, dearie. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you, Abby? Feeling that something, something was creeping up on you, ready to pounce any minute, and suddenly... Wow! <laughs> Oh, he got me. Shoot him. Take it easy, McGee. Huh? Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pay any attention to him, Abigail. You know, he thinks he's a great woodsman because he shot a bear in Alaska last summer. Well, that was something. If you ever walk through a dark forest with, with the feeling that something, 
Something was creeping up on you, ready to pounce any minute. And suddenly... Oh, oh, he got me! Shoot him! Take it easy, McGee. Huh? Take it easy. Huh? It's just the window in the dining room. <laughs> it won't stay open, Abigail. But say, where did you get that hat? I haven't been... And since I'm a plain-spoken man, I think it's the worst monstrosity ever placed on a human head. Oh. It would make a Zulu medicine man swallow his spear. <laughs> That's exactly why I dropped over today, my dear, to see if you liked it. <laughs> uh, do you, Mr. McGee? Well, confidentially, Eppie, and since I'm a plain-spoken man, I think it's the worst monstrosity ever placed on a human head. Oh. It would make a Zulu medicine man swallow his spear. <laughs> oh, splendid. I'm a success. What? I just said to myself, if Mr. McGee likes it, I will simply have to give it to my cook. Okay. I got needles galore sprinkled over the floor in the shade of the old pine tree. Hey, Molly. How's she look now? Well, it looks better, McGee. At least we can get in the same room with it. (laughs) Not in half, dearie. Uh, When it comes to fashions, you'd better just do one thing. What's that? Saw wood. Oh. Okay. I got needles galore sprinkled over the floor in the shade of the old pine tree. Hey, Molly. How's she look now? Well, it looks better, McGee. At least we can get in the same room with it. (laughs) Now, if you'll trim some more off the far side there. Okay, I'll... Oh, hi, Harlow. Hello, Fibber. Hello, Molly. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Won't you come in and get some sawdust all over your clothes? (laughs) (laughs) Say, what goes on here, anyway? I went out and cut down my own Christmas tree, Harlow. Now I've got to shorten the sleeves on it a little. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've sure got the room in a mess, pal. Card could be too flowery. Why, certainly not. Let them drip, I always says. (laughs) Well, read the blurb, Waxy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it reads, The season's greetings to you, my friend. From the Johnson's Alley, I'm a little worried about the greeting cards I ordered this year. I'm afraid the sentiment is a little too flowery. Well, read one to us, Mr. Wilcox. Though, personally, I don't think a greeting card could be too flowery. Why, certainly not. Let them drip, I always says. (laughs) Well, read the blurb, Waxy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it reads, The season's greetings to you, my friend. From the Johnson Self-Polishing Glow Coat Man. I hope that in 1942 and 43 and 44 and 45 and 46, you'll remember all those little nits or less, you're through. Just pour some out and spread it around and let it coat on your flow. (laughs) On your flow. Shut my mouth, honey, child. (laughs) You shut it, dearie. Your husband's wife. (laughs) If that ain't that corny. Hey. What's that lovely gloss and the dandy sheen? Eliminates rubbing and buffing, too. And in 20 minutes or less, you're through. Just pour some out and spread it around and let it dry. And then you've found the color and pattern have come to life. And so have you, your husband's wife. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Your husband's wife. If that ain't that corny. Hey, what's that noise? That was Longfellow turning over, Harlan. <laughs> Naive character, isn't he, Molly? How naive? Oh, I was talking to him one day, and he looks all around to see if anybody was listening, and then whispers to me that Santa Claus didn't really live at the North Pole. He said he really... Okay, okay. I'll get something else. (laughs) Naive character, isn't he, Molly? How naive? Oh, I was talking to him one day, and he looks all around to see if anybody was listening, and then whispers to me that Santa Claus didn't really live at the North Pole. Said he really lived in Racine, Wisconsin. 
Say, that tree's getting awfully small, yeah. McGee. Better not trim it much more. Uh, I know, but I decided that it would look a lot better up on the piano. Well, that'll be nice. Yeah. Then it'll be out of the way. Yeah, that's right. I'll go out and fix that dining room window. Okay. Oh, I cut down the old pine tree. Because the ones at the store were not free. I'm spending the holidays in Chicago with Mama and Papa. Oh. <laughs> Is your wife going with you, Mr. Wimple? Who, sweetie face? Uh-huh. No, she has to stay here and knit. How are you today, Mr. McGee? That is a fiddle and ready to play humoresque, Wimp. Old shrimp, what's it with you? <laughs> I just dropped in to say goodbye for a couple of weeks, is all. Oh. I'm spending the holidays in Chicago with Mama and Papa. Oh. <laughs> is your wife going with you, Mr. Wimple? Who, sweetie face? Uh-huh. No, she has to stay here and knit. Knit? Can't she knit on the train? Not so good, Mr. McGee. Oh. She broke three ribs wrestling with a policeman, and the doctor says, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I shouldn't say that, I suppose. Sweetie Face is really a wonderful woman at heart. <laughs> the whole force is just crazy to study with her. At least, I think they are. <laughs> I'll bet you'll miss her, Wimple. How much? How much will you miss her? No, how much will you bet? <laughs> Oh, I, I shouldn't say that, I suppose. Sweetie Face is really a wonderful woman at heart, if any, and I doubt it. Well, we'll call on her while you're gone, Wimple, and see if there's anything we can do. Yes, we might take her some fruit or something. Oh, I wouldn't advise it, Mrs. McGee. The King's Men sing Coming Through the Ride. Uh, 
No, but it won't be long now, Molly. Anyway, I hope not. This saw is getting duller than a bus trip to Bloomington. <laughs> well, is it still awfully hot in here, McGee? You're asking the wrong man, Mrs. McGee. I'd be hot right now if I was up to my clavicle in ice cubes. <laughs> this is a warm work. Well, <laughs> I hate to keep that dining room window open, but the thermostat on the furnace simply won't work. Say... Have you been monkeying with that, McGee? Who, me? Yes, you. With the thermostat? Yes. Caught in one of the little screws, and the first thing I knew, I had it all apart. <laughs> I know that, too, but did you monkey with it? When? Anytime. Well, say I did kind of tinker with it last night at that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now it comes out. And just what did you do to it, Mastermind? <laughs> well, I was walking past it with a screwdriver in my hand, and the screwdriver caught in one of the little screws, and the first thing I knew, I had it all apart. <laughs> Wonderful little gadget, too. McGee, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. That's a coincidence, Molly. I don't know what I'm going to do with this little dingus I took out of it, either. I couldn't find any way to get it back in there. Well, why didn't you tell me so I could call the furnace man? Well, I was going to fix it myself when I got finished with this tree. I'll fix it. Stop a while and listen to my... Well, you go ahead and I percolate it. What do you mean? It throws coffee across the room like a fire extinguisher. (laughs) And my electric toaster. Oh, well. I have to fix breakfast wearing a catcher's mitt. Oh, well. No machine is perfect. As soon as I finish with this tree, I'll fix it. Stop a while and listen to me. Well, you go ahead and I'll uh, go open that dining room window. Oh, no, take a look at this saw. <laughs> Only three years old and its teeth are all shot. Let that be a lesson to you. Okay, mister. Now, I wish you wouldn't bother me anymore now. i got to finish this job and get the sawdust swept out. Do you know it smells dandy in here? Sure it does. Mm-hmm. No nicer smell in the world than a cedar. Look, do you always drink your milk like a good girl? Sure I do, I bet you. Why? Well, you better, that's all. Take a look at this saw. <laughs> Only three years old and its teeth are all shot. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you. Okay, mister. Now, I wish you wouldn't bother me anymore now. i got to finish this job and get the sawdust swept out. Do you know it smells dandy in here? Sure it does. Mm-hmm. No nicer smell in the world than a cedar tree. It's one of nature's lures to get us out into the great outdoors. Gee, is it honest, mister? Sure it is. You've got to realize, sis, that there's a reason for everything in nature. Oh. What's nature's reason for spinach, huh? <laughs> Why, sis, do you mean to stand there with your little arms sticking out of your shoulders? <laughs> Nature is called she because it's so inconsistent, unstable, unpredictable, beautiful, mean, gorgeous, appealing, nasty, and nobody yet. She. Hmm? Nature, sis, is always referred to as she. Why? Well, because... Oh, boy, here's my chance to make readers digest. (laughs) Sis? Nature is called she because it's so inconsistent, unstable, unpredictable, beautiful, mean, gorgeous, appealing, nasty, and nobody yet has ever understood her. Do you think the Reader's Digest would like that? Well, don't you? Then... I'll trim the ends a little bit. Let's get her up there. Oh, heavenly days, there goes that window again. You don't have to worry about it anymore, Molly. the last time I ever try to explain something to her, if I'm smart. Oh, oh, aha, now we're getting someplace. Now to cut her down on the sides. Now, trim the ends a little bit. Let's get her up there. there. Oh, heavenly days, there goes that window again. You don't have to worry about it anymore, Molly. Here, here's a nice stick I made for you to prop it up with. Oh, fine, dearie, just the thing. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, forget it. It's nothing that any red-blooded American boy Say, could have done. it was very thoughtful of you now, <laughs> McGee. 
Say, huh? what became of the Christmas tree? Program and others for the past two weeks, you've heard urgent requests to buy defense. <laughs> I got her trimmed down a little too fine. <laughs> well, that's that, I guess. Now to go to work on that thermostat. No, no, don't do it. <laughs> Folks, day after day and night after night on this program and others for the past two weeks, you've heard urgent requests to buy defense bonds and defense stamps. If they come to your door selling bonds and stamps, get down to your bank or post office and lay it on the line. This isn't the other fellow's fight. It's, it's yours and mine. So here it is again. Buy defense bonds and defense stamps. Yes, and if you live... It's going to cost a lot of money to win it, but it would cost a lot more than mere money to lose it. Now, don't wait for somebody to come to your door selling bonds and stamps. Get down to your bank or post office and lay it on the line. This isn't the other fellow's fight. It's, it's yours and mine. So here it is again. Buy defense bonds and defense stamps. Yes, and if you live in Canada, buy war savings certificates or victory bonds. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coats present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with songs by the King's Men and music by Billy Mills. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.